What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is North Carolina rapper Messiah. We spoke about Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist, Catfish, Reality TV, King Richard, The Rugrats Movie, The Truman Show, The Influence of Chief Keef, how Schoolboy Q's oxymoron changed his perspective on music, forming Kill Switch with Mavi, Sko Season, and Amir, crafting his style, a melancholic look back at his older music, and the creative process behind his latest project, Perfect Seven. Come fuck with us. This meeting is being recorded. Oh damn! I've never heard that before. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, not yeah, not like that. Like yeah, like that's well, yeah. Usually it's just like the same little like regular like the recording started. That was that was that was extra. <laughs> <laughs> they got real authoritative on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. Like all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this drop real quick. I'm gonna do this drop real quick and then we can get started. Um, okay, what's cracking, everybody? Um, welcome back, welcome back to Real Notes. It's um, it's a, it's a beautiful overcast day. I think uh, in Jersey, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what it's, I, I don't know what it's like. Actually, not like the sun's pretty bright on your screen, so I think the sun's out and shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a beautiful day over here, bro. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, and I just realized that means it's like 2 15 p.m. over there. Crazy. Yeah, my day, yeah, my day's almost over type shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. We just getting Uh-oh. started, man. I'm drinking Uh-oh. good tea, turmeric tea and shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's uh it's cinema Sai, Dylan Green. Um, I, I, I got a lot of names, do a lot of shit, run all over. And um we got someone we got someone real special on the show today who um who you know, um, rapper from North Carolina, working with Killswitch and everything they got going on. His project Perfect Seven came out quite a came out a grip ago this year, but it's something I've been returning to a lot. And um, I'm really happy to have Messiah here um, after after some after some after some complications that were nobody's right. fault. You know, but <laughs> bro, thank you so much for taking the time. Like, I really, really, really appreciate you. Absolutely, bro. It's really my pleasure for real. And like, I was thinking like, bro, it's a super concrete link between audio and visual already. So like, yeah, like the whole concept is fire. So I appreciate you bringing me on here, like just from our perspective and shit. Oh man, definitely. Like, yeah, you know, like, you know, like, like I've been saying, like, like I've really been, I, I like, like I was stuck on Perfect Seven for like a good period of time when that shit dropped, and just going back and re-listening to it and running through the bit of your discography I was able to do before we hopped on, like, just it's it's you you know you've been on a journey and it hasn't even like really started yet, so like I'm excited mm-hmm. to kind of like just connect the dots of it. Facts, I appreciate that, bro. Because yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into this, like. <laughs> a lot so so hearing them like getting them flowers in real time means like the entire fucking universe to me i appreciate it and like i said too like like the link between like film 
and like exactly what you're trying to do with this podcast is like, like bro, like the whole thing of of creating art and making this music, like it's a lot of visual inspiration that go into this. So yeah. Man, I can't wait to get into all of that. But before we yeah. do, I'm gonna ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on here. What was the last movie or TV show that you had a strong opinion about that you saw? Mm. Last things I watched. Uh oh, I just watched um um the untold documentary about Manti Teo. Oh yeah. shit, how was that? Bro. <laughs> it's like bewildering like because also it's like like bro like I'm 23 so like I grew up like damn near knowing what a catfish was <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's like it just sounds crazy to me that like there was a period in time that was not that long ago like I was alive and breathing and shit where like niggas did not know what a catfish was and how to even like handle that sort of situation like it was crazy to me bro and um yeah and the thing too that that also really got me was that the person that did it I believe their name is Renaya or something but basically they never apologized or nothing like (laughs) like they didn't give like a a real in-depth apology about the whole thing like they really like fucked this man's whole career over like and man yeah it was it was like it was batshit batshit crazy that's wild i haven't i haven't seen it yet but like but but like but like to the point you were making about like like i remember when the catfish movie came out and like everyone like realized what it meant like like (laughs) yeah because like it wasn't like not that it wasn't a thing but like there was no there was no like catch-all for it like we didn't know to call it catfish and then it just like happened and all of a sudden like the the movie happened then the show happened and you used to start hearing about it more because it's just one of those things like oh we know what this is now like it's a catfish like that's that's that's, like just being alive and like seeing that shit happen in real time is just so bizarre just like just like having yeah. it not exist one day and then you wake up and it's like, oh, you hear about this catfish? Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just so casual type shit. Like, <laughs> no, facts. It's crazy, bro. Especially like, like just with the existence of the internet and just how fast things move today anyway. It's like, it's wild. But wait, so so it was a catfish movie? Like, is that what the show was a spinoff of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, oh. yeah, so it was, um, it was a, um, uh paramount put out like a whole it must have come out in like it, it was sometime between like 08 and like 2012 and it was just like it it, it, it it was it was either about like one specific situation or like a couple and it was basically just like the show but a movie and that was what inspired the show and like it just kind of took off from there you know damn i had no idea that's wild and i'd be thinking like bro like <laughs> I would be like devastatingly embarrassed to be on the other end of that <laughs> shit. Like, like really you having your whole shit just aired out for like the entire nation to see. 
that you was getting fucked over. That's also why this this Manti Teo situation was crazy because it's like right. he basically went from being like this superstar football player to now his whole existence is associated with the way that he got did dirty. Man. You know? <laughs> wow. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tap in because I haven't, I haven't seen and I haven't heard too much about it. Where can I find it? Where can I watch it? I'm kind of interested. It's on Netflix. All right, cool. Yeah, it's like a two episode type of thing. It was, oh, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, other than that, other things I watched recently was um, let me see, I watched I watched King Richard recently also. I just rewatched Goodfellas, mm. and I've been watching Winning Time. That's like, yeah. How'd you? My, how'd you... Uh, mm. No, I, I was saying that's been my, my most recent like watch history type shit. How'd you? Uh, how'd you like King Richard? Cause I liked it, but mm. I don't know. I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of, like it's just like. I've seen the movie before, like 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 that type yeah. of movie before, but yeah. it's Venus and Serena, and I and, and like half of me is like I want this movie to be more about them, but I get why it's not. But like, yeah, forget me. How'd you For like the movie? Sure. For sure, that's that's kind of how I was thinking too, but I did appreciate it, and I think Will Smith did his shit, like he handled his business. The, the kids playing like Serena and Venus handled their business. The mom handled her business. You know, like it was a lot of good, good, good acting. So even, even it being like, I definitely was feeling the same way. Like, okay, I kind of seen pieces of this before or whatever, you know, but I was appreciating it. And I was, I was thinking like, um, um, Richard Williams, like his story, is a captivating one because he is a great migration baby for real. Like right. from Louisiana, moved out to, to LA to handle his business and, and build something for himself and his family. And that's something that fascinates me already. So like I was I was appreciating the the storyline of it a lot. And right and kind of like seeing, you know, like the motives behind him being so harsh or or um, determined, you know, so. Yeah, like, yeah, and you know, like Will Smith is like, he goes out of his way to make movies about like black fathers and just like how complicated mm -hmm. that can be for a lot of reasons and like, and you know, like Richard Williams is like, you know, like people had issues with the way that he kind of like, you know, like he like he kind of like psyoped his children into becoming tennis stars, low key. Yeah. But like it yeah. worked out, of course. But like it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's just like you know, it's it's a it's a it's 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 interesting and complicated and kind of weird, but like also really yeah. inspiring because it worked out. You know, like if it didn't work it's out, sad. we'd be looking at it a whole different way. But For like. Sure. You know? <laughs> For sure. And and I think also like to what you said too, I think um I am curious to see more of of Venus and Serena's like perspective of being raised that way, you know? Mm -hmm. And how they 
how that affected their psyche and and how they view themselves in in the world and shit like that. So I think, um, but it definitely opened up, I guess, that sort of conversation or right. thought process right. for me at least. So. And yeah, you know, like, and, and, and you know, like for what it was worth, like I enjoyed it. You know, like it's not like I thought it was mm-hmm. bad or nothing. It was it exactly. Was, it it de- it definitely did what it needed to do, and mm-hmm. you know, and like especially now that Serena's retired, I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure at some point someone's gonna like, you know, like how could you like not make a movie out of Serena Williams' life? Exactly. You know, like, like come on, so I'm like, joke, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. like I remember, I rem- I remember coming up watching her fucking win Grand Slams and just like, you know, like just like. Ugh, like I don't even know. She was just somebody that, like, even if you didn't fuck with tennis, like, she's one of those. Like, even if you're not that's a tennis, that's what I was gonna say. Like, yo, yeah, and that was one thing too I appreciated about the movie is that he was literally like, "Yeah, we finna infiltrate this white sport and beat the niggas at it. Like, we gonna beat the ones, and they really <laughs> did that shit, bro. Like, like yeah. <laughs> awesome shit, and like." Like the only other time I could think about some shit like that happening is fucking schoolboy Q and golf. Cause you know, like outside, outside, outside of like tiger. I mean, like, I know there's black golfers and like, shout out to all the black golfers, but like, you know, you know, like Q kind of like Q was just like, I like golf and I'm gonna like make that my thing now. Like I just saw him on a commercial, like a Nike commercial with like a whole bunch of other golfers. And I'm like, he's just there, you know, like, I'm like, that's tight. Like good for you, bro. That shit is so hard, bro. I seen that Nike commercial too. I was really appreciating it because, because uh, school Q is like one of them, like like um, oxymoron. Like when it dropped, like changed the way that I looked at making music for real. Ooh. And so, like seeing him be able to do just regular cool shit and just enjoy life is like beautiful. Yeah, man, sure. he's he, he, he's been through so much and just like, I'm just I'm just I'm just happy. He, I'm happy he's happy because he seems like real comfortable and just like real happy, you know, like him and his daughter are off doing their own thing. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that, that's just you can't ask more than that. I want to I want to come back to why oxymoron is so important to you. But before yeah. we do that, like, like, talk to me about the first time you remember watching a movie. Like it could be at the theater, it could be at your cousin house. Whoa. Whatever. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Damn. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Um probably if a show is like a VHS tape for show. Um low-key, it probably was one of them orange VHS tapes, like the Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon joints, joints yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that's definitely one of my earliest memories is like watching like the Rugrats movie, Space Jam. Um, yeah, good classics. I actually just was rewatching the first Space Jam the other day too, and I was like, damn, bro, like, like it's crazy how far like animation has come to this point, but yeah, I think, uh man those is definitely some of my first memories i don't i don't know like when or where but i have like that internal uh memory of it you know 
that's so hard i remember i remember the first time i saw like the first time i saw the rugrats movie specifically because like because yeah i feel i feel like everybody of a certain age has had had those orange vhs tapes i don't have any of my old ones but i definitely had them like i saw i i saw that shit in the theater i think i went with like some friends and like one of our parents i can't remember but like the Rugrats mm. movie started with like it had like a cat dog short and then it goes into the oh. movie. and like <laughs> I remember seeing the cat dog short more than I remember watching the movie, which is the weird part. But like that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 I I've, I've actually been meaning to run the movie back. I might do that tonight, actually. I think I'm gonna run the Rugrats movie back tonight. Um, but like but like nah, I for sure gotta do it too, bro. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you know the one the one scene I remember from the Rugrats movie is when D- you remember when Dill was born and they're like at the hospital with the mom and like <laughs> there's like this like like the camera like goes into her stomach and then it's just like a bunch Whoa. of like stars and shit. It was like like I remember Yo. being I remember being like, Am I supposed to be watching this right now? <laughs> like it just Whoa. felt so crazy. Like I don't even just... remember that, bro. Now I gotta run it back. I like the one scene I remember is for show sure, like the um the bust the rise dinosaur. Yeah, man. Oh man. <laughs> like, how could you forget that? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, no, nah, just like off like 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 I like every every once in a while I'm reminded that Busta was the voice of Reptar for a bit. And I'm just Word. like I'm I'm just like I'm just like that's just like I just smile every time I think about that because, like, between that and um, uh, the song that um, oh, it was Mason, somebody else, who who did the Bro, um, Ma- the Mason and um, Maya, Maya, it was Maya. Thank oh, you. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like, look, bro, my mom like ran that on repeat. Like that was one of her like cleaning day songs. Like she had like a a, a CD. And that, so yeah, that's one of them ones, bro. It take me back to my childhood. I'll be feeling all, all warm and cozy inside, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. What a goddamn so song! Weird. I know, I know, I know. Some people don't fuck with it. I love that song, the Rugrats I sample, swear. and it's, I, I, I love it. I don't care. I don't it's care. It's bro. Yeah, man. It's just, yeah, like you said, it feels so good. It's just, it, it's just, it's, it's yeah. comforting. Yeah, not, yeah. Now I'm definitely about to watch this movie later. <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> Um, so, so you're like, as you get, as you get a little older and you start having more life experiences and just like start building more like concrete memories, like, was there a movie that you saw growing up that kind of made you stop and appreciate it as more than just like a piece of entertainment? Like not even necessarily in like an artful sense, but just like something that really touched you and was like, oh, like this is the power of movies right here or some shit like that. Hmm. I think like like probably some other Will Smith shit, honestly. And oh for sure like training day. And oh also also <laughs> um I think I watched the Truman show in like middle school and it fucked Ooh. me up and I was like whoa <laughs> like, like yeah that was definitely one of the first ones that I, I like stopped and was like what the fuck like <laughs> film is a thing like and it made me like like it's it's moments from that movie that I still think of to this day and be like 
yo, like, just looking at the world around me, like, damn. So, like, I think, yeah, that's probably, like, like the first one that made me stop and, and reflect for real. Damn, that's so cold, because that movie is just, like, that's really, like, a, that's just, like, I mean, like, I don't think either of us were old enough to see it when it, like, first came out type shit, but, like, that's just, like, that shit still, like, breaks people's brains, like, to this day. Like, you show somebody who's, like, 17 that movie, and they're gonna be, like, like, because, like, like, it's just, and it's crazy because that movie, I think, like, that movie came out before reality television was a thing. Like, reality TV wasn't a thing when the Truman Show happened. And then, Whoa. like, five, six <laughs> years later, like, it just, like, they they, they they had the crystal ball with that one, man. It's it's kind of nuts, honestly. I was doing some reading on it, and somebody mentioned, because, like, it came out in, like, the mid to late 90s. And, like, Sorry. and, like, and, like, the real world and shit was, like, maybe a couple years out. It, it, it was before that's all i know wow. so like wow i did not know that <laughs> yeah that for sure like did a number on my whole like mental process of just like <laughs> looking at the world like what the fuck like and it'd be moments like where i'm just like bro like is this real right now is this really happening to me <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so but um that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't even realize that it came out before like reality TV was even a thing. I actually like my whole life, I was like anti reality TV until mm-hmm. like like COVID and also like being in like a four year relationship, <laughs> like because <laughs> that's what my shirt be watching. So right. it's like, but really, I think COVID made it like a thing where being completely isolated from the outside world hearing other people's voices and and seeing other people interact and and being able to like psychoanalyze them and shit like yeah it was real it was a real like moment where I was just you know it's nothing else to do and also also the way I got hooked on it too was because the first show that the first reality show that I ever like actually sat down and watched was um based in charlotte which so, one <laughs> it was um it was two actually first i i can't remember which one i watched first but the married at first sight joint was in mm-hmm. charlotte it was a charlotte season and i was like what the fuck because the concept of the show is wild is essentially arranged marriage in charlotte i was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) and then the other one i forgot what it was called but it was it was basically um it was on oprah's network and it was about like black socialites in charlotte like and that shit was that shit was very interesting like so yeah that's wild (laughs) i um um my sister my sister and i used to watch a lot of a lot of reality tv back in the day my my sister loved bad girls club and i think like season four of bad girls club i got like sucked into it and i was like oh i like i like kind of love this like this shit is crazy yeah, <laughs> that, was, that crazy. was it for me like <laughs> it's like i used to be like bro i don't get it like 
like for what like why am i watching these people argue or whatever but like nah i get it now <laughs> yeah I it, see. you get like an episode and a half in and it's just like okay like like it, you, you know you don't want to like it but it's just like mm-hmm. oh, like god damn it like cool. you want to be too cool to watch reality yeah, tv like, everybody yeah, every every guy does <laughs> yeah man it, it was it was like it, it was like Bad Girls Club was the first time I was like, okay, I fuck with this shit. I get. I guess it was just because, like, yeah, I don't even know. Like, like I don't like. I want to. Oh, man, I'm really thinking about this now, because like I'm pretty sure there was a time when I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah TV stupid or whatever. But like, it it was just. It's just. It's just like a. It's like anime, right? Like there are people who think they don't like anime. And then you find, and then you find one that you love, and it's like, oh, like yeah. I really, I really just like denied myself for. I mean, I mean like of course, like, yeah. like like not everybody has to like anime or reality TV, but like sometimes you like find that one, and it's just like, wow, like I've been like lying to myself for years, like exactly. I'm fucking with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. It's like once you once you can appreciate the concept of it, then it's over with. Like you can you can indulge because like yeah, i said right. like for me for me it was a thing of being like what the fuck are these white people thinking <laughs> like, <laughs> and from there that it was just a wrap like <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> yeah like it's it's just like cause, yeah because like right now like like especially through covid like i've been i've been really digging into like i got really into baking shows like stuff like stuff like you know like nailed it and like fucking um i haven't i haven't hit like the great british bake-off or whatever because like that's like a thing like all my people love but like i just like Mm. stuff like that and like there's this makeup one called glow up where it's like they got like 10 people and they're all trying to become like the next like makeup artist yeah. it, it's 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 so cool i ran through like yeah like, yeah me uh, me and my me and my I, girl ran through four seasons of that shit it's beautiful yeah i ain't seen um i ain't seen glow up but i seen it on netflix like like just scrolling through you feel me and i was mm-hmm. like yo niggas need to give chief keep his fucking bag bro <laughs> <laughs> talk like, about it son yeah like that's literally from Chief Keep, and niggas use that as like a a term just of endearment and things now. Like, right? Um, there's so much that man gave us, bro. <laughs> like, I was I was literally just talking to my homie Crash. I love you, Crash. Shout out to Crash. I was just talking to him about this like like two days ago. Or was it Crash? Shit, damn. Who was I talking to about Chief Keep? I talked to a lot of people about Chief Keef. I was talking to somebody. I'm like, like, I'm so sorry. I'm rem- I'm forgetting who I was talking to. But like, Keef is, Keef's like not even thirty. No, I was talking to my exactly. man Caleb. I was talking, I was talking to Caleb about it. Shout out to Caleb. Shout out to Crash too. But shout out to Caleb. Um, yeah, like Keef's not even thirty, bro. Like he feels no like he's trust. like he feels like he's like forty years old, but he's like twenty seven no or some shit. Like, yeah, he just turned like twenty seven like the other week or something. And I remember like because everybody was like posting it and shit and like my girl and like her sister and like everybody I was in the house with is like bro like Chief Keep is, is only 26 or 27 
And I'm like, bro, like he's young as fuck. Like he was like 16, giving us gems, bro. Like, come on. Like when, like when Bang Bang came out. Like he was, he he, he wasn't even 18 when Bang Bang came out. Like that's nuts. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, son. Like, oh, and just and, and just like thinking about like the stuff he did like by himself like you could you, you, you just like bang bang and don't like and then moving on to like even just moving on to like the, the production he did like his shit being all over the yeah. uzi album and like him doing chrome heart tags like just ugh, I, I, I i i can't it ugh, and like i went back and listened to i went back and listened to thought breaker for the first time in like two me years too. me Yo. too like a week ago for sure and i was like what the like Bro, it's so beautifully composed. <laughs> yeah, fun. I just, I, I just don't understand. Like, he's just one of those, like, like he's like Wayne in the sense that, like, Wayne popped when he was like, he wasn't even like thirteen when he popped at the yeah. Hot Boys, and like, he feels like he's been around so much longer, or he feels like he's so much older than he is because he's like yeah. in his like mid, like him and T Pain are in their like mid thirties. And you would yeah. think that they were in their like early to mid forties, and it's like, nah, yeah. they were like kids when they popped, you know, like. Yeah. yeah, but that's a lesson in itself, bro. Listen to you, like, <laughs> the kids, the kids run this shit, bro. Yeah, bro, they would, they, they, they will show you the way every single time. Yeah. Every you know? time, like, yeah. Speaking, speak, speaking to the youth, like, let's run, let's run over to music when we're. What um when when did music come into your life when you were younger and what were you running, what were you what were you running, <laughs> what were you running? Uh, like, out the out the womb for real, <laughs> cause because <laughs> my dad is like huge hip hop head, so like I was hearing all kind of like whole. He had like every Jay Z album like ever every DJ Clue tape like all of them you know so uh um it was not even like like i was like five years old saying i wanted to to rap and shit. Mm. like i was like drawing like little album covers for myself and shit like that <laughs> like <laughs> so it's like it just was something that was always around but um <clears throat> um I used to like go into the like entertainment center and just grab like, like I said, like the Hove albums and like Nas, Ghostface, like all of the, you know, like the legends. And then once I had like internet access, then I was like diving deeper into, you know, like MF Doom, and early Wayne shit, and uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff like that. And then I started, I started <clears throat> like you know, like the YouTube rabbit hole thing. So like mm -hmm. early on, like early middle school days and shit like that. Like I'll find like a song I like, and then and then find the sample, and then find that artist and then just be running they shit. So like, yeah, like I was getting a real like wild mix of things of like jazz and I was into like Herbie Hancock <clears throat> and um, 
and shit like that, like Stevie Wonder, just like all of the people that that like a lot of this rap thing is rooted in, you know, like totally. <clears throat> a lot of the a lot of the godfathers and mothers of this whole thing that we do. So um yeah, it was a, a great blend. Great blend. <laughs> I feel it. That that's that's I did a lot of that too. I was I was I was really I was really into Herbie Hancock's Headhunters. Like like like, like from yeah. the time I first heard like I think I might have heard Watermelon Man somewhere and I was like, what yeah. the fuck is that? And like I that, just I think that was the one that got me too. <laughs> that that whole album is like that shit that 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 was like I was a whole head bust for me. Just like I had never heard like I had heard jazz music before, but never like yeah. that. And it, and I was At like, home. oh, like jazz can be like this, like just like just real like psychedelic and just like all it's yeah and like uh yeah no nah, I had a, I had a I had a phase just like kind of running through, um um I I I did that with Prince actually because like. I um you know like Pirate Bay was a thing and I just I was just downloading discographies. I would just grab oh, like great. entire like I grabbed everything and like ran through all the Prince shit. I ran through a bunch of Stevie Wonder. My dad's a huge Stevie Wonder fan too. So mm-hmm. like you know he you know like he would put me on the shit and like I would go and look at the stuff I liked and just like you know come with my own shit and that's yeah. how that's how that's how taste is born you know like yeah bro yeah i was doing similar things like i had like a <clears throat> like a ipod and i would like you know like when when they'll post like the whole album in one video on youtube and i'll uh-huh. do like the youtube to mp3 thing and yep. like download the whole album and just listen to that shit straight through and like <laughs> yeah yeah it's a crazy time bro like like that's also how I would get through like like chores like doing the dishes as a kid and shit like that is because I would I would look forward to like exploring like a new album, new artist, whatever. So yeah. And then like recently, like when I first moved to LA like last year, my shorty took me to a, a Herbie Hancock concert. Hey, that's crazy. How was that? Man man <laughs> my inner child was like glowing <laughs> like it was beautiful bro he um he said it was his his wife's birthday i believe <clears throat> that night and uh he brought out like his grandbaby and did like a a happy birthday rendition like with his grandbaby sitting on his lap like it was Aww. beautiful dog <laughs> like yeah that's so wow. I, I I don't even have any words for that. That's so beautiful. Swear. Swear. And then I seen Stevie too, which was also fucking amazing. Like, yeah. It's certain certain people that I just like. Like I feel like I'd be wanting to to make music more like them more than I more than I feel like in competition with rap niggas, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, it's funny you say that because you mentioned Q and Oxymoron earlier and you said that played a, you, you said that was a huge influence on you. So talk to me about that. Like, what was it, what was it about Oxymoron that really kind of blew that open for you? 
Uh, well, first, um, when I first like discovered like Kendrick and Black Hippie and all of them, I yeah. I didn't understand Schoolboy Q and why he was in the group. <laughs> like, <laughs> sort of like like ODB and Wu Tang. Like, like his delivery was off kilter a little bit, and like, and I was like, you know, like it was it was not as formulaic <clears throat> and. So I was like, um, I don't all the way get it. And then <clears throat> Oxymoron dropped. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think <clears throat> it, it made me look at music a little differently because in that moment when it dropped, that was like 2013, 2014, something like that. And I was in my super like self-righteous uh like hip hop head phase. Felt, felt, you know, felt. like I was like 15 or something and I was like too good for anything. <laughs> like and so then I was like, oh like this nigga is telling a story and it's good music. And he still is like rapping his ass off. But it's not like, I don't know, bro. It's not, it's like I said, not like as formulaic as just like bar, 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 bar. Like there's bridges and there's like catchy hooks and there's like beautiful melodies and shit like throughout it. And I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Cause it's like, even like, I guess like Good Kid Mad City, for example, it's like undeniably like hip hop, hip hop classic. Yeah. Like, and it's like pieces in place that are like, you have to say that, bro. Like, it's like, and not to take nothing away from it, obviously it's beautiful, but it's like, I think oxymoron, I just was looking at it like, bro, it's shit he did with his voice in this shit. And, and shit he did with, like I said, like the production and like just <clears throat> telling a story with more than just words, I think is what it did for me. Right. Yeah. Just like because, you know, like I feel I feel like I feel like the obvious I feel like the obvious one to go for with a thing like that is a song like Studio. You know, which is which is which, yeah. which is like which is like mostly song and melodies. <laughs> but like, you know, you could even you could even look at something like uh you could even look at something like what he did on Blind Threats with like the hook on Blind Threats where like that song right. and then he just goes right back into the rapping and you could look at like Collard Greens or even just like, yeah. I'm looking at the, I'm looking, I'm, I'm cheating. I'm looking at the track list right now. No, um, I'm, I'm looking at this shit too. But oh, <laughs> oh, also, bro, the first song on there, Gangsta. Oh man. That shit like captivated me. I was like, bro, like, he's talking that shit and he's telling his story and it sounds like dark and it sounds like, you know, like I was like, fuck. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> like you sitting there like, like intentionally like being like, I'm gonna tell my story and I'm gonna, you know, it's a good ass, it's just a good ass song. And that, right. that shit struck me, like, yeah. I felt I felt the same way about Gangsta from Oxymoron that I did about the the I can't remember the name of the song that starts off on um, uh, Blank Face, but like but but 
but like but like that was such a natural progression for me considering what both those songs are about and just like the way that came could, could, yeah because like i loved oxymoron i was in college when oxymoron came out and that was like a big deal for me too but then like blank face happened and i was just like you know, like you just hear, you just hear like him to like that's that fuck the blogs and just like the fucking like yeah. the basics. Oh, god, that yeah. that shit makes me want to fight, bro. I love that. Song. I swear, <laughs> that's the shit too, bro. Like it, it gets you in that bag. Like I was like, sheesh. <laughs> like yeah, even like uh, even reaching back, like it's it was shit that he did, like Nightmare on Fig Street. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like, okay, bro, like something as simple as like, I remember he was like, um, he was playing off that niggas in Paris line. Like, what's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind That shit where he was like, he was basically saying like, oh, I'll remind you, nigga, like what 50 grand will do for a nigga like me. Like, I'll remind you real fast. Like, yeah. like something that like straightforward and simple is poetic in itself without having to be like hey you know what like like people are struggling and you know like just yeah. saying like something that simple like nigga nigga where i come from like i will rob you <laughs> like <laughs> like something that straightforward and simple is like right a, a message and a beauty in itself like yeah yeah he, he and 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 to, and to like, uh, like he puts that he puts that across in a way that's like so natural and so conversational and like he feels like a real person yeah. and it's not yeah. like you, you you know it it doesn't feel like he sat down and said like i'm gonna write an album about my life it's just like he's that's just like telling thing. stories into a mic you know like yeah like you even look at something like john um I'm, I'm like john murr from blank face like does that for me too you know like just like stuff that just feels so like like you like you hear him in it without it feeling like some I mean, like, it's, like, grandiose and all that, but, like, it doesn't feel like he went in with the intent to make something that was just, like, it just so happens. It, it's just big because it's big, not because they were, right. like, we got to make this big, you know? Like, it's just... Nice. And that's... Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about this, too, like, reaching back into the whole film and television thing. Um, That, like, happy medium between being able to give social commentary in real time like as a participant of it versus being like preachy like from the outside looking in perspective it's like you from the inside looking out perspective i feel like it's so valuable and i was just thinking about how um that's why i love the boondock so much i feel like it's the like the greatest iteration of that happy medium and as a nigga who make music that's my that's my bullseye every time. Like, yeah. yeah. And just, and, and you know, like just like the relationship between like music and shit on the boondocks has always been really like, you know, like they got like the good needle drops and the music supervision is all really cool. They, of course, they got like Doom. They got Doom all over the first season and a bunch yeah. of other songs. That was uh, the, um, the first Stink Meaner episode is the first time I ever heard Guillotine by Raekwon from Only Built for Cuban Links. Cause like they play it in the um, yeah. they play it in the fucking um, the fake fight scene, and I'm mm -hmm. just like, what the poisonous paragraph says? And I'm just like, yo, yeah, like, what the fuck um, is this? Like I was, yo, right. yeah, that shit was <laughs> legendary. Like I for sure got hip to a lot of great music 
through that show and through like Adult Swim in general. Like right. I remember just like sneaking to watch Adult Swim and being like, bro, they got like flying lotus on here. Like what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, and like goddamn Mad Lib and all of all of them. Yeah. There's like a there's a there's a billion names I could throw out right now. But like swear. But um but yeah, I feel like I feel like the Boondocks did like an incredible job of like I said, like being given a perspective from the inside looking out without preaching. Yeah. And and um to be able to to like I was thinking like this whole shit is about crafting art with charisma because it's like like what you were saying earlier <clears throat> about even certain films where you feel like oh I've seen this before and I know where this story is going or whatever you know it's like like as artists we are touching topics that have already been like molded and mangled by like every hand in the world's existence so it's like like it's more so about how like the voice you say it in because it's like even like in regular conversation like you don't want to be friends with a nigga who's complaining every time you see him facts yeah so it's like it's about the charisma of of how you how you navigate that topic and and shit like that and i feel like um boondocks man I'm so sick they canceled the reboot. Bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Part of me part par, part of me wanted it too, but at the same time, like you can't do that without John Witherspoon. You know, like no, no nobody 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 and, and, and like it's and like it's not even like a it's not even just like a, oh get somebody else to voice granddad. Cause like what? Yeah, nah, nah. Like what do you what you mean? Like, no. <laughs> It'll never be another one of them ever. Yeah. And and them. it's like and like it's crazy because like I hated the fourth season of the Boondocks. I feel like everybody hated the fourth season. Maybe not everybody, but like you remember it like that. It's it it it's not good. It, it's <laughs> to me anyway. It wasn't good. But like those first three seasons, like the highs yeah. were just so high. And you know, like you're so right about just like them really finding a happy medium between having a message and just being funny. Because like that shit yeah. is really hard to do and to not have it come across like. You know, like it wasn't perfect. Like I've gone back and watched a lot of them again, and like the Boondocks wasn't perfect. But like, like I said, like like we've been saying, the highs are just like, 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 like when they knock it out of the park, they knocked it out of the park. Swear. Like that was appointment fucking viewing for me. Like swear, and I just feel like, like I say, like as a nigga who's making music and making art, like that's that's my goal every time is to be able to to say what I feel and think and give my perspective of this world while making something that that I enjoy and that people around me enjoy. And that's why songs like Gangsta matter and shows like The Boondocks matter. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> totally. And yeah, I was I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask like if there was ever a point in time where you like connected music and film together in your head, but that's basically it right there, you know, like yeah, yeah it is. And low key too. Um, um I was thinking that low key 
I feel like when I made the the connection was fucking watching movies with the sound off. Hey. Mac Miller joint. Rest in peace, bruh. But yeah, um, cause <clears throat> I feel like he was the first person I heard explicitly say, like, um, that he be in the studio with movies playing while he is recording. And at that point, like when that came out, I didn't have like hardly no studio experience. And I was doing a lot of shit just in my room, just like fucking around making music. So I started right. trying it and and it just became a thing where I was like, oh, like I get it. Now, like now in the studio, like it's like, it makes sense to have just something on the screen. Like, wow, like, also just something to engage the homies while you record or to even like put yourself in a certain bag so it's like like now that's just part of the routine of being like sometimes um i might be like i want to make something that sounds how this looks right you feel me yeah and that's like vision vision board type shit yeah i get it yeah yeah so that's like a lot of what went into making Perfect Seven and what's going into making the next project and shit like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was definitely, I think the first point that I made that connection, like, hmm, what can I do with both of these things at the same time? Right. Yeah. That's hard. So you mentioned, so you mentioned that at that point you were just kind of like, fucking around with music and like making it in your room and shit and like as you start to do it more when um you know like when when did you first realize that like when did you first start making music that was like oh shit like this is gonna be more than a hobby for me like I'm about to like I can do this like for real for real like when did that happen for you? um I always wanted it to be more than a hobby, like always. But uh, I think really that connection happened once um, Once I left home for real, because I was at Howard, me and Bobby was at Howard and we was just doing open mics like every week. And I was seeing people's reaction to it in real time, like, because, um, most of the, like the open mics, it was like poetry. Like it wasn't a lot of people getting up there rapping and shit. So like we was getting up there like like rapping verses with no beat type shit. And so I was I was seeing like people's reaction to my writing, and and um it was like striking, and and then. I left Howard and I would come back to like visit the campus, see Mavi, all kind of shit, whatever. And then um, people would just see me around campus and be like, yo, like you the nigga from the open mics, like like back in like September, October, whatever, you, you feel me? Like, yeah. like those was memorable moments for people. And I was like, damn, I ain't even, and at that point I was like super depressed, like, so it's like, I didn't, I didn't realize in the moment the effect that it was having on people. But then afterwards, when I started coming back to visit and people would come up to me and be like, yo, like, 
like that shit was beautiful and changed my life, whatever, whatever. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, like this shit actually matters to people more than me. And uh, from there, yeah, it's just been, it's been a journey. Damn. Wow. That's so special just to like have your shit, just to have your shit be like affirmed like that by people, like, especially in like a college setting, you know, like, cause like people, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, yeah. Like I feel like we all know like college students are judgmental as fuck, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially, especially, especially when they're younger off and just like, you know, you know, you know, just to like, just to like jump from there and really just be like, yeah, like I could do this. Um, that's yeah. beautiful. And like, to run from a, so you know, like, uh, you know, like of course you mentioned Mavi. Shout out to Mavi. I feel like we all know who Mavi is at this point. Um, yeah, no, nah, that's 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 the boy right there. Um, when did, so like when did when did, sorry, what'd you say? I said my heart. Oh, man, yeah, he's <laughs> man, yeah, yeah, yeah no, nah, I was I was I was I was just I was just talking I was just talking to him I think like last week and he was like and I told him we were about to hop on and he was like that's my best friend. And I was like, he's the best. So like, so, so, so like talk to me about kill switch and like when that first started to come together, like, like, cause I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the history. So like, so like, when did y'all first meet and when did the whole, when did like the collective kind of start to expand a bit and become more than just like niggas, like rapping with no beats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I met Mavi in English class, 10th grade, and um, we connected that way. But then he was um, uh, he was going to this program called Studio uh, Song. I don't know. Basically, basically, it was like a program in Charlotte where kids could come and like do they artistic thing and so um that's how i guess he met amir and sko do that amir and sko is brother so it's like and then me and mavi was going to school together he was telling me about these niggas i remember being like some niggas trash bro <laughs> <laughs> still in my in my self-righteous phase, I was like, man, I'm better than them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, it just like connected in that way of just being like, these is other niggas who are actually good at this shit and actually care about like the heart of this, this thing that we trying to do. And it's, it's bigger than Charlotte, it's bigger than, than us even. You know, yeah, and like just coming to that understanding, like like slowly over time, and just you know, like it's just something. I mean, not not even coming to that understanding over time, actually, because really, it's like like you can see these people's heart, yeah, like immediately, and and it's a difference, like being in a room with with them niggas like it was always a difference of like how we move and function and how like we look at the the rest of the room <laughs> like it was always like a thing of like 
this kind of common understanding of the world a little bit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was it just became like Mavi started coming to my crib and and recording. We was doing like a lot of uh, a lot of music in my like bedroom. So like, and then then Amir and Sko start coming over too, and then we just start seeking out like other places to record and shit like that. And so, yeah, it just it became brotherhood and family, like, yeah. And yeah, like y'all just click, you know. It just it just yeah. happened, and you yeah. can't really like. You know, like when you notice something like that, you can't just like not take it nowhere. You know, you like it's just me? gotta, it's just gotta move. Yeah, man. And I feel, I feel really fucking like blessed to like know them niggas and to have like that sort of um, like echo chamber and like mirror. Because it's like, bro, like, them niggas do things with music that I'd be like, damn, I can't do that. Or damn, like, I, I want to get better at this shit. Like, and it's not a lot of people that make me feel that way in, like, in real life, in real time. So, like, I, just, I feel like, like, uh, it's a beautiful thing that, that, we got going that you can't you can't make this shit up <laughs> right no nah, you really can't and you know it got to the point where you started you know you, you know you, you really started like diving diving all in on this shit and the first thing the first thing of yours i was able to find was this ep hard to kill from 2017 oh man and, i hate that <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm sure you yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh real quick we yeah we won't yeah we won't dwell too long but just like you know i guess like looking back on it now and just like yeah. just 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 like walk me through putting that project together and like how it felt to just kind of have like a body of work that's like yo like this is mine i did this you know yeah um that's it bro um i only hate it in like in I guess function if that makes sense but I love it in terms of like what it did for me and and the moment that it was because basically um that was when I first got to Howard I was making at least like a song a day and I was teaching myself how to write songs without writing anything down and so I don't think anything on hard to kill was like written down like it was all like either either punched in or like i literally like throughout the day of going to classes and shit like i would be writing a song in my head and then get back to the dorm and just lay that shit down and so um it's like that project was a real um reflection of having this like like me and mavi was really at like like rap boot camp for real like that's what right. we be saying like because it's like like we was really 
in a routine. Like I was, I was locked in and I was, I was training myself how to do this shit and how to be an artist. Like, and like, that's some shit you can't really pay for, <laughs> you know? And so, um, yeah, I feel like that is beautiful in that way. Like I was able, because, because I was really, really getting in my, like early Wayne bag, <laughs> like I was yeah. like, like I'm putting this shit together just off the top, like, so yeah. Yeah, nah, I was, um, uh, I was listening to Die About It earlier today, and it's mm-hmm. like, that's, that's just like, that's the one where like, I really felt exactly what you just said about like, this is like all just coming off the top and like, this is me. Yeah this is me just like putting it together type shit. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's definitely the one. Like, <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. Yeah. That's one of my favorites off of there too, for sure. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Man, that was a time, bro. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and, 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 and yeah, just like, and yeah, like not, and like, and, and like just about like a year later, you followed up with dead man and you just like mm-hmm. move, you just like move up and out and, eventually yeah. you and make it sorry what no nah, i was gonna say what's crazy though is that, that dead man was done first but i was like i was actually scared to put it out because it was like like a big deal for me like emotionally like it was a lot of like just pieces of myself that i was scared to put out into the public eye I guess and so um so then that's why I went and just started making songs just talking my shit and I I put that out first (laughs) and then and then a few months later I was like all right bro I just got to get over this hump of feeling scared to do this shit and I just dropped dead man so once you so once you put out dead man um how did how a how did you feel and b how did other people like it like 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 i assume it got some kind of really cool response but like what but like but like what was it like to kind of have that anxiety around this project and then put it out and to have people be like nah bro you got this shit like uh i was definitely still scared even after i put it out for sure. And I ain't, sure, yeah. I ain't really even want to like promote it like that for real. I, like I did kind of, but like, um, it was definitely like a lot of fear surrounding it. And, and, um, but I was, I was still getting like positive feedback from people. And then really though, the most important like that project is important symbolically to me just because like um really like during quarantine a lot like i would just start getting like random messages of people saying like yo like like i heard day man and then i heard through the winter and it's like giving me hope hearing both of those projects side by side and hearing you in the depths of depression. And and then the next project is you like you're fighting through this shit and surviving. 
like so symbolically that that shit means a lot like and so i think it's more it's more the love from that shit from that project i mean it has been more um like i said like symbolically in retrospect and i didn't like it's a lot of times i'd be wanting to delete it off streaming <laughs> but but because of how people interact with it and and it adds to like my story it is my story so it's yeah. like it's people are able to see like damn you went from that to this to perfect seven like that's amazing and that shit that feels good that feels like like that's something I couldn't ever ever imagine when I was making that man so right yeah wow i wow i didn't i i didn't i didn't know that was the one you made first but like you know like that's like you know like that's like it like like it's so raw you know and like it's crazy and scary to put out shit like that when you're raw whether what whatever whatever it is you're being raw about because obviously like you, you know it's, it's just like like that's mm-hmm. like it's just terrifying to have to do that but you know like it's all you know like you said it's all a part of the journey and it makes uh, it makes reaping the rewards and just or like the rewards or the fulfillment that comes with just like being an artist and reaching people and being able to just like be like hey this is how I feel and like people are like oh I feel you this is, this is how I feel too and you know like especially especially considering like through the winter and perfect seven are these two projects that like if they're not like explicitly like triumphant they're at least like like you're like moving toward getting better you know like you know yourself you know yourself a little better you're fucking stand you're stand you're standing more in yourself and just kind of finding love from your community and finding love with yourself and just like recognizing that it's okay to be sad when you need to be sad and that's been that's been the thing that's really been uh that's been the thing that's been drawing me back to uh perfect seven since i really like really just jumped back into it you know so like so so you know like you go through you go through everything you went through with these last few projects and you're kind of you know mm-hmm. like you know like you're you're building yourself musically and you're building yourself you know like mentally and socially just like as as like a 23 year old nigga you know like that's like yeah. so like so like talk to me about being in the studio and like making perfect seven and like where the idea for that came from and like where your head was at like how are you feeling what do you want to make? What do you want the music to say? Mm, well, uh, really, it it came together bigger and better than I could have ever even put into words. Because, <clears throat> uh, like, during, like, the peak of the pandemic, I was just inside. I made like three, four albums, bro. Like just written and and just ideas like recorded and shit like that. So um, I was like, okay, I need to put this music out in a strategic way. So I was like, I'm gonna separate it with like, I'm gonna do like a small EP with like all the soul samples and then a small EP with 
all of the non-sampled shit and you you feel me and so but then as art tends to do it grew and mutated and formed into some other shit that that really i ain't even like i don't even think was my work like it was it was god and like my people before me more than it was even me and so um yeah i was i was real like i set out to be like okay this this soul sampled ep um like seven songs i love the number seven so so it's it feels very round and full to me and then um i sat down and was like okay and this is that link between audio and visual again where i was like okay like like i'm watching like blessploitation like dolomite and shit like that and yeah and um also like so i was like yeah i want this shit to feel like a cookout and then um just going back and reaching back to all of the inspirational pieces like the marvin gay i want you cover and and just how that album even sounds and flows. Um, And so then I was like, obviously, you know, like I can't do um, a cookout theme, sonic piece of art without including my community. So then I was like, I start giving my family like prompts of shit to talk about and stuff like right, that. I was and ask about these, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I try to to do it like bro, also like the hardest part <laughs> of I think making that project was like trimming people's audio. <laughs> Cause yeah. it was like it's so much gold, like and I, I don't want to have like a seven minute skit on the, on the album, but like, yeah, you know, so, um, I mean, yeah. it would fit the theme seven minute skit, but no, 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 I feel you, I feel you, yeah, facts. It, it for sure would like that, that whole like 1970s, like, yeah, yeah. but but nah, because because I don't even I don't always got the attention span for that, so yeah, I know. no, that's OD for sure, yeah. <laughs> So uh, it it came together beautifully, and um, shout out to homie Bosco. I was at his crib, like recording, like the whole thing, and then um, um, I brought it back to LA and turned it into a full piece of art and. It's pieces like, like um, panel twenty six, for example, almost yeah. didn't even make the project. Like, that was not in the original list of songs. Why? It was a last minute addition because I I um, the project was like finished. So was so my two. It's crazy. My two favorites on there. Cloud Walker and Panel 26 was not on the album at all when it was done. Like, and wow. so like Panel 26, um, 
um, I was like in the studio and, or matter of fact, no, I was at like a record shop with the homie and, and um, niggas was just in there playing beats. And I met, I met this producer, Dev, and he played the, the, I think the second half of the beat. And I was like, fuck, this shit is amazing. I wrote the song like, like the same day. And then I, I went to record it. And then um, I, I sent, I sent the song to the homie Nova Blue. And he's like, damn, I love this shit. I made a, a beat with this same sample like two years ago. Crazy. I was like, I was like, nigga, what? So he sent me that beat, and that ended up being the first half of Pamela 26. And yeah, it just came together like so, so beautifully. And then Cloud Walker, um, it was a thing where the homie Bosco sent me to like the loop. And then um, in January, I went, I went to Columbia for my birthday with my shorty. And um, um, while I was there, like I'm, I, you know, like enjoying it. And I just started looking, it was this moment where we was at like one of the highest peaks in, in Bogota and I'm like looking out at the city and I'm like damn bro this shit is beautiful and I wish like I wish my grandma was here to see these things that I'm experiencing and then I had this moment where I was like nah but she is because I'm seeing it yeah you feel me and literally literally soon as I touched back down in LA I wrote that song like in like 20, 30 minutes. And it just was that like two last minute additions that I feel like really, really rounded out the whole project for real. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy how, you know, like, you know, like people, people hear stuff like this and they listen to the songs and they connect with them. And it's just like wild to think that like, most like a lot of the time like stuff that people wind up loving is the shit that you're not gonna put out for sure (laughs) yeah yeah like at first you're like "Mm, i don't know and then it just like comes out and it's like that's it you know like it's like it's just like sometimes it's just almost like sometimes you can't fully not that you can't fully trust yourself but just like that like if people tell you they want to hear something nine times out of ten they're about to be right about it you know, yeah. like it's typically, you know, like I'm sure, I'm sure you like put that together and like, I'm sure you talked to somebody and you probably had your doubts and they were like, bro, like, For put sure. that shit bro, out. Like, <laughs> bro, I Walker, out like when I first made it, I didn't get like everybody I know that heard the song fucking loved it and raved over it, and I didn't get it. I was like, bro, like, like. I made this shit for me just because I, I was like, damn, I miss my grandma. And I'm talking about like, like, that's all I want for my birthday. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't get why niggas like love it so much. <laughs> but it's like, nah, I get it now. <laughs> like, especially hearing it in the context of the rest of the album is like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
there's 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 no there's no better way to end the project to me you know like you know like even though even though like no 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 because love no like love back is like just like cloud walker in the love back is just that's like that's how you that's how you end a project you know like that's that's like a that's like a this is a closing song and you know like obviously like not not every not every project needs to be like a like a like like a seamless experience from beginning to end type shit but like when but like when you come across that one where it's just like yeah this is the ending track you know like i Mm -hmm. felt that way um i mean obviously i felt that way listening to cloud walker because i think that yeah 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 i think uh of these i want to say shine so much hate and cloud walker are probably my two uh, probably my three favorites and like i got i got the same feeling from cloud walker that i got listening to the end of um the rock marciano and alchemist project that just dropped like that song think big like that's like an ending track you know like 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 if you're not looking at if you're not looking at the um the track list like you hear that and it just sounds like a this is the last song before this shit is over. And Cloud Walker and Love Back is a, this is the last song on this project. Time to go, time to go find some other shit before the radio starts. Like that's, that's like, <laughs> yeah, like right. that's, that's what I got from that. So. Yeah, man. I ain't heard the, the Rock Marcy. I know yet I gotta run that shit. It's but, good. Um, but um, yeah, man, for sure. I definitely like, it's definitely like a, and then and then hearing it i put pieces in place to make it that also because i was like like the the original song had like no drums it had none of the the like trumpet at the end yeah like it was literally just the the sample loop and just me rapping over it and i was that's why i was i was like bro it's so stripped down like i don't get why niggas love this so much (laughs) but yeah but people but yo like people love that shit right now like that like yeah. like, like that like stripped back you know like like either like little or no drums type shit like that's been like people people hated it like, like that's the crazy thing people hated that shit at first like i can't yeah. tell you how many times i would like sell people songs like that and then they'd be like where's the drums so the drums are gonna come <laughs> in right and it's like now people are like now sometimes i talk to people and they're like this song has too many drums and it's like you know like, I, I, you know like, i don't know about all that but like i just like i just think uh it's just crazy to see how things switch and just like how tastes change in real time yeah. as opposed to like as opposed to like being a shorty who's like 14 and hearing about like you know like you know like back when so, so back when like da 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 like back when like like when get rich or die trying came out like we were like yeah. you know we were like older but like we were you know like i was when did when did get rich was what oh four oh five something like that I think right it was three. oh I think three it was okay three. so yeah, i was i was like four bro <laughs> i was i was i was 11 i was 11 when that album came out and like even then you know like i like music and i knew i liked music but yeah. it was just like you hear that and it's like so fresh and so new, but you hear people tell stories about like the work it took to get to that being at that level that it was at, you know, like even, you know, like even something like an oxymoron or like a watch the throne for you. Cause like, that's that, cause, cause like that's probably around like the age when you started listening to stuff like that, or, or at least I, I think, right. 
maybe. How oh, how yeah. old were you when that shit came out? When was it? Uh, I feel like I was I was like sixth grade, so probably like twelve or yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right, right. So like, so you know, like I like I can imagine because 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 you mentioned both oxymoron and um watch the throne and like you know like those you know you hear a song like Otis or you hear a song like uh like No Church in the Wild and like those feel so like of you know like that's like new to you and. Nice. And, 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 you know, you like hear people talk about like the work it took to put into that and like the history and like how it's like how it's like those two artists could get to a place from where they were five, six, seven years ago to making Watch the Throne together. You know, like that's like like that's kind of what's happening. Like like I'm at that point in my life right now. Like I'm 30 where like sure. we're like. I'm, you know, like I kind of like I was, I was kind of like around your age when, when like the looplish, uh, when like the drumless shit was really starting to like people were really starting to make a push for it, and people mm. just like didn't get it, and now I can, yeah. and now it's like just like being able to connect the dots on shit in real time is just very crazy, and yeah. I, I, I say all of that, I don't like to talk about myself too much, but I say all of that to say that like the like you making a version of cloud walker is like a part of that you know like you like you have that where it's like i started it like this but then it ended up like that but people liked it even without the drums you know yeah. like so like you you were second guessing yourself but they're like the people are always going to tell you what they want yeah. and how it works i swear and i'd be interested too in like um why people like certain things like and right. and like you said like watching taste transform over the course of time like because also like like graphic design is getting real stripped down right now you know the whole modernism thing mm -hmm. and so like yeah like the whole know, virgil what, shit too rest in peace to virgil yeah like facts facts and yeah it's interesting and and I'm curious if that's just kind of like overlapping into music. It's that visual connection again, bro. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. There it is. There it is. For sure. Yeah, bro. And like, and like something that makes Perfect Seven a really special and interesting thing to me is just like considering, just like considering the amount of talent, the amount of rap talent specifically that's always existed in North Carolina. You know, like it, it goes. Oh, yeah. You know, like it goes. You know, like it goes back to like your little brothers and your Petey Pablos and even uh, his, you, you know, like fucking um, Cole and 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 just like everybody who's like been doing big shit out of North Carolina. But like, it feels like there's the there's just like a there's just like a there's like a crop of y'all who are like not at that level yet, but just like between like you and Mavi and the rest of Killswitch and people like OG Spliff and Tia Kareen and just like all of y'all who are like really like making such great music in one like concentrated area or, or coming out of one concentrated area in the States. And like, I feel like, because like, because like I won't front perfect seven was my first time hearing your music. And Word. I went and like dug through everything else. But like, this is like, this project is like the, Hey, Messiah is here. Like, I feel like this is the one where like, everyone's like paying attention. Like who's this motherfucker, you know, like, and yeah. that's just dope to me that like you're kind of at that point 
and like especially now knowing more of your story and you and, and just you know like, like like we've been saying just like you're like really ma- mapping out the path so like you know like i guess for you being in that position where like this is your project you're putting out and you've got arguably more eyes on you than you've had ever like how do you feel looking you know yeah because like the project's been out for a grip so like how do you feel looking back at perfect seven and kind of still seeing people connect with it and just being like wow like this is because yeah because like because yeah, like i don't want to gas it up too much but it does feel like a watershed moment for you like this is like oh, yeah. a we're moving up type shit so like but, how are oh. you feeling how are you feeling like a, like what 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 it's been like three four maybe five maybe even half a year at this point how, how long has it been since yeah, it since came perfect out the, seven it came out the end of march almost damn near almost to the day it was march 24th so oh shit so yeah, so, like, yeah so it's been like it's been five months five months yeah five months so you're like yeah yeah um it's crazy because I actually like just recently started listening to it again, just because, <laughs> you know, like when when you were in the process of making it, like I heard it so much that like, and I was performing it so much that like, when everybody was like raving about it, the like when it first came out, like I stepped away from it. And so like now I'm like hearing it again, like months after, and I'm like, I be getting like emotional, like, fuck like this is like this is me bro and this shit is like like bro like being able to step away from from what i create and uh and look at it with fresh eyes every time i'd be fucking impressed with myself like like bro it's it's verses on there like bro like it's ours is like all time rapping all time like hip-hop record like like and and i'm saying that as micah not as messiah like i'm saying that as like a nigga who is a fan of this shit like like it's like that (laughs) you know and and so i'm uh i'm definitely definitely real like enthused with it as a piece of art just like fuck like I'd be damn near like in tears like bro because like I said like it like grew and mutated into something that I couldn't have even put together myself if I tried so it's it's moments throughout the project that like I hear God speaking through me or I hear like my grandma speaking through me my uncles like you you know like them them moments are priceless and um, I don't know, I guess, like, I just be in awe, <laughs> like, and I'd be so, I'd be so grateful to be a vessel for, for them ancestors right. and them spirits, like, and I feel like I just got to cherish that wholly and fully. Yeah, and this is like, and and this is and like you're at that level now when like I said like you got eyes on you now you know like sure. so, so 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 like so like you you spent all this time like you know, like everything you've done has led up to this type shit and mm-hmm. like you're there and you know like if you're looking at it that way 
like you, you 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 can you can only imagine how you know like your ancestors feel or your homies feel or just the casual fan feels you know like this it's it's just like this is like such a special moment and it's really cool to see you just kind of like bask in that you know yeah, like just on some, just on some like hey like you made a good project type shit yeah 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 and it's like it's like um like I like I was saying earlier with the thing of what I was feeling when I made love back about like wanting like my people to be able to see and experience the life that I'm living um it's kind of like an extension of that like I'm I'm like bro like my people are living on through this beautiful piece of art that I put out and and that's why that's why I feel so so like I said the symbolic thing of dead man and hard to kill and shit like that where it's like yeah um I was speaking what I felt in the, in those moments, but it wasn't as like, like, I don't know, there's something triumphant about being able to say like, this is some shit that like, my, like I'm making my people proud, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's power in that, you know? Like, it's like, um, cause, cause, yeah, cause you know, like we're doing this for more than just ourselves. Yeah, you know, like you're you're doing this for more than just yourself, but like you know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I, I threw myself in there, but like yeah, like that's like this shit matters to people, <laughs> you know. Like this is like yeah. you know, like not to not to not to get too hyperbolic and like and like heady, but like you know, like it's like a legacy type shit. But either way, like just like really? like you know, like it's just like you made good music and you should feel good about it, and you do, and that's tight, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Like, like I said, like, like, um, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to receive those flowers in real time, because it was it was moments in my life where, when I was making Dead Man and Hard to Kill and shit like that, where I didn't think nobody cared about my perspective. And, and my right. voice and what I had to say. So it mean a lot to to hear people say like that it matters, yeah. <laughs> you know? That you matter, yeah, no, nah, I get yeah. it. I totally, totally understand. Like, you know, like I've, uh, real quick, I've been, um, I've gone through the, I've gone through the same thing with writing, you know, just like people like come up and like, I've had people like run up on me in like, I like go to a movie and I just had um I just had my man Jet like ask me if I was like me and I was like yeah he was like he was he was like you're like my favorite writer and I was like what <laughs> like it, it, it's just like I I don't know just 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 to like have people tell you that your shit touched them in some way is like it's so humbling because like we do this for ourselves but like at some level we want to be heard like people want to be heard yeah, exactly. and, you know like like you know like, like we can play it off cool however the fuck we want to but we all do this shit because we want to be heard and when so. people hear and see you like it's just really just like it's overwhelming and kind of scary sometimes but also just like man like wow yeah. <laughs> you know but yeah it's all of them things all of them things 
And so I, I'll forever be grateful and cherish that because like I said, it was times where where nobody cared. So just so like one person listening and appreciating it matters a lot. <laughs> so, so goddamn much. And yeah. before we wrap this uh, um, before we wrap this up, last question for you. If your life was a movie, what would it be about, Micah? Man. Uh <laughs> Damn. Damn, you got me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh Hey, it'll be about a chef. And yeah. and like a a culinary metaphor for <laughs> for uh crafting the most beautiful exquisite cuisine that is life <laughs> nah, but it probably would be some 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 funny shit like that bro like uh i don't know or like a like a pilot or some shit like i don't know like also because because i love film so much like i wouldn't want it to be i mean maybe like a regular biopic but i would i would really love some shit that's like a metaphor for what my life was like more mm-hmm. than it is like straightforward and you know just like a a like captivating visual experience about a nigga determined about some other shit that's not rap like right. some other shit that i enjoy like <laughs> cooking <laughs> and like uh <laughs> traveling so yeah right you ever see uh you ever see the last black man in san francisco before no i heard good things about it though it's I, good i've never seen it definitely def- definitely worth definitely worth a look but that's kind of yeah that's kind of that's kind of sort of what that reminded me of a little bit but either way or, 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 or like or like not that that's like a bad thing because i like the movie a lot but um nah that's tight you know like just like the idea just like just like the idea of someone's life being like told in a different way that isn't like an explicit like retelling of their life yeah. it's like a you know like uh like uh <laughs> um what's it called <laughs> did you see the did you see the buzz lightyear movie that came out that yeah came out, like, I did. A month? so like so like you know you know how like that's um you know how that was supposed to be like the movie that made andy buy the buzz lightyear toy yeah like, like that it, kind of shit like a yeah a different perspective of it yeah yeah it, it, yeah it also kind of yeah like that's like the, 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 those are the, those are the two places my brain went when you said that oh <laughs> yeah like like on some like like the food i was eating <laughs> like <laughs> that got me to, to where i am and because because that's a metaphor in itself of like you know like what we put in is what we get out type yeah and even just like perseverance and just like just like being careful 
and just like the, the, yeah. and it's like the art of crafting something like food exactly. is like you're crafting shit so yeah totally exactly. that's fire wow yeah or like wow. about like a jeweler or something like a jeweler yeah. you said yeah that shit would be tough <laughs> <laughs> for like a fucking like boxing or wrestling movie or some shit like yeah it would definitely be some some cool shit <laughs> that's hard that's hard i'm fucking yeah. with that <laughs> um but messiah micah thank you bro this was this was so this is so eye-opening for me and just like this was great thank you bro this is this is this was so tight yeah, absolutely bro thank you for having me bro like i said i appreciate what you're doing with the podcast and and uh shining light on something that's like a connection that's often easily overlooked so yeah. for sure yeah this shit is important to so many people and i'm just you know once again humbled and grateful that anybody cares you know like you didn't have to do yeah. this but you did so thank you like <laughs> you know for sure thank you bro thanks for listening shout out to y'all for making it this far Shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.